You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. I'm here in Cancun at the Satoshi Roundtable with Dr. Ron Paul, former congressman, hero of the Liberty Movement. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Very nice to be with you today. So the Satoshi Roundtable really has a focus on cryptocurrency and how that is revolutionizing the world. Now, this is a revolution that you actually started with uh, spreading the ideas of monetary policy and why it's so important to have a currency that the government can't control. So are you happy to be here? I'm happy to be here and happy to be involved in something I've dealt with for many, many years, a long time before anybody's ever heard of cryptocurrencies, because I was exposed to the mess we have in Washington. I've talked about the Federal Reserve and why we have to put the blame on the Federal Reserve for so many of our problems. So I was really attracted to Hayek's uh, proposal about competing currencies and denationalizing money. And this is of historic importance because money came about naturally, but governments took it over and monopolized it. And I want to reverse the trend. I want to get the monopoly controlled over with legal tender laws of the monetary system and I want people to make their choices so this I, I see the movement in cryptocurrencies as one of those issues on people getting the control uh, of, of the situation to decide what, what is best. So this is the reason why I'm so interested in it because I'm also convinced that the current system isn't going to continue to work. I, I can visualize the end of central economic planning through central banking and that means you know the uh, Federal Reserve becomes extinct when does that happen well uh, yesterday <laughs> when 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 we have economic chaos I always blame it on the Fed and correctly so but no we don't know it's not going to go away overnight but it, just losing its power is important and that's one thing I've noticed these last several years with my involvement in it because when I first went to Washington in 1976 Nobody cared about this. Nobody talked about it. And uh, I had a lot of interest in monetary policy. And, and now people know about the Federal Reserve and uh, at grassroots level know about the, how, how detrimental the Federal Reserve is. And we've had votes in Congress where I got every Republican to vote to at least look into the matter and audit the Fed because I've always argued if we could just get the doors open, look at what they're doing, and maybe the people will wake up and say, hey, we have to do something about this. And the other thing is, if we ever got to find out exactly what they're doing, the people then would join us in diminishing the power of the Fed and offering the, the alternatives in the marketplace and let people who have, have different ideas and use of modern technology uh, because we live in an age that we never had before. So I personally don't know what's going to happen and I'm not sure anybody knows exactly. But what I'm interested in is providing the freedom and the liberty of people who know technology and want to offer up an option. And uh, I think that interest is very strong. It's going to get stronger if my predictions come true that the, uh, the kind of com economic system we have uh, comes under attack because I do not believe it's sustainable where you can spend money with no restraint and do all the things we pretend to do and just print the money. Uh, that, that system is going to end because it encourages debt. It's unsustainable debt, and it's unsustainable that we allow our governments to be so involved, you know, in providing everything for everybody can't work. Well, you look around here, this is really a movement that you started. You're the one who piqued people's interest in looking into the Federal Reserve. What are they doing? And uh, this whole idea of like a decentralized money that the government can't control is really important to the people here. I do think that, you know, uh, government is right when they say that now they should be regulating Bitcoin or do you think government should not be controlling the money supply? 
No, I, I want to remove all the regulations all the way back to the Comptroller's Act of 1863 and the SEC and the CFTC and Sarbanes, Oxley and Dodd-Frank. That's all attempts to correct the mistakes that the interference that government participates in in the monetary system. Oh, yes, we agree there's something wrong. But what we need are more regulations to more manage things because they know it doesn't work very well. So it's a, it's a wrong, wrong direction. We have to reverse the direction. We have to get rid of this pretense that they can solve the problems with regulation and get rid of the pretense that it's uh, trustworthy to allow a secret group of people uh, decide what interest rates should be and what the money supply should be and control the economy in this manner and it serves the interests of the very powerful the very rich and serves the interests of people who like to promote war and all these things so it's to me a big issue I got interest in politics through the monetary issue and I think if you understand that you can understand civil liberties economic policy foreign policy the whole works but the money issue is how they finance it if you take away this ability to government to create money out of thin air and and finance all this mischief it would be a true revolution mm -hmm. Now, you talk a lot about ending the Federal Reserve, auditing the Federal Reserve at the very least, uh, knowing what's going on. But now technology has gotten to a level where we actually seem to be able to circumvent the Federal Reserve. Do you think that that is eventually what's going to lead to its demise, that cryptocurrency has allowed us to just get around government where they can't control it? Yeah, and that's where there's probably still some questions. How do governments react from this? And they, they don't just fade away. They become more vicious at times, and what they do and how powerful the alternative is makes it makes a big difference. Uh, for instance, I'm concerned about civil liberties, and uh, yet after 9-11, uh, it did its opposite. 9-11 created a greater attack on civil liberties. So if we address the subject of the ruthlessness of the monopolists, those who control the uh, legal tender laws, uh, they're not going to just fade away. So oh, yeah, I guess we're wrong. We'll go ahead. You know, they're, they're going to fight uh, tooth and nail. So it will be the quality of the ideas and that's why I deal more in the ideological struggle because it's who has the best ideas and then you have to compete you know in a realistic manner uh, who's going to rule the day uh, are we going to win by reducing the size and scope of government or will we uh, back off and say well maybe they'll ignore us and go away no it's going to be a, a real challenge but in the meantime the more successful alternative currencies are uh, the better opportunity we'll have because uh, as I say, this system is going to change, and uh, I think true success will make a difference. I, I see it as an opportunity that uh, we, we get a chance to expand rather than say, well, it's going to get bad and the government's going to come down hard and they'll eliminate all this alternative uh, uh, desires. Uh, now, I think it could be uh, uh, historic. I compare it somewhat like to the uh, blessings of the collapse of the Soviet system. To me, that was wonderful. Uh, they didn't have perfect miracle after that, but boy, what a difference. When you consider the evil of the Soviet system, uh, and, and that's why it's an ideological thing. You have to get people to understand it. I'm in the education business because you can't do it with 2,000 people. You've got to get people. You have to have leaders who give us the idea and the understanding, but you have to get support by the masses of people, even though they don't understand. They have to trust the system, and they have to believe it's in their interest to do it. If they think it's not in their interest right now, they've been convinced 
for 100 years the government's in their inter best interest. That is changing. They can't provide the welfare and free education and free medical care and war monitoring goes on. It, it's all coming to an end. So I see that as the opportunity to allow the marketplace to make the decisions for us and let the compet competing ideas uh, decide which ones we're going to live with. So uh, I'm, I'm sort of excited by the fact that uh, we're entering into that phase. And I do give uh, Hayek a lot of credit. Denationalization. We, we all know, uh, even though it's not fully um, followed, the separation of church and state. That sounds like a good idea. Well, I wanted to separate the church and money. I mean, not the church and money, the government money. Separate the state and money. They should be out of the business, just like I'd like to get them out of the business of, of uh, medical care and banking and all these things. And, and that's why these options are very important. So what advice would you give to the technologists here, the entrepreneurs who are creating these digital currencies and uh, trying to take that power away from government? We know that government's going to fight back. You said that there's probably an upcoming big battle. What advice would you give to them? Don't be too anxious to concede any of your desires and demands and your principles to the government and say in the, the government, well... We, yeah, we think we need a little bit of government guidance to make sure that we're legal and this sort of thing. Don't, don't, don't concede. I mean, if uh, this is sort of in medicine, I compare it to medicine because I'm a doctor, that they thought just a little bit of government in medicine uh, will help. Uh, but what, what do we have now on the verge of Obamacare? It was a one-party system, socialized medicine. Just creeping, creeping socialism or whatever. So that's why I don't like to think about, uh, you know, a, a little bit of government regulation is what we need. I don't, I don't believe that. What we need is a lot more freedom. I completely agree. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed your time here and uh, got to chat with lots of people in the crypto movement. We definitely want you more as part of our movement uh, with Bitcoin. But thank you so much for being here and for chatting with me. Thank you very much. It was nice being with you. For extra material and any links mentioned in this podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. If you'd like to watch the video version, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or DTube. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future.